0: Hello my friends, my name is Madge and this is the MadgeCast, where we find ourselves holding a cocktail and staring into the middle distance more than ever before in history. The last few weeks have been, again, mayhem, and coupled with springtime happening all around us, I've been concentrating on bringing order to my life. Uh, I redid my closet, I bought some furniture off Craigslist and refinished it, Um, spent hours sweeping and raking up last fall's leaves and uh, it feels like I'm doing all this little shit I think in an attempt to bring some order to the chaos because in big ways everything is mental Uh, the Donald is flailing around thinking he can get respect by dropping bombs Mitch McConnell is burning down the mores and rules of the Senate as quickly as he can Uh, Average people can't afford houses in like half the cities in America. And uh, the climate is changing, right? Like it's in in March, we were having wildfires in Colorado, which is nearly unheard of. And it seems like half of the country is ready to get their pitchforks and torches out and go out in front of the White House. And uh, the other half is like, okay, Donald, whatever you say, instead of trusting their own eyes and ears and minds. And I've just been frustrated. It reminds me of when I was in school, and it seemed like every year we'd go over the same shit in math, the same shit in English, the same shit in science. And it would always make me mad because you know what? We learned all that already. Can we not move on to something new? I mean, we have postgraduate-level problems to solve, and we are still fighting about first-grade rinky-dink shit. Like, does two plus two equal four, really? And are girls as good as boys? And is climate change a real thing that's happening, really? We don't have time for this bullshit. And yet, here we are, fighting the same rudimentary battles that we already fought decades ago. What I've been thinking about mostly is um, the problems that we face in terms of climate change and environmental devastation. And I can't believe that we're still dicking around fighting about whose imaginary person in the sky is the best. It's ridiculous, and it's exhausting. And people talk about, oh, don't get distracted by his tweets, but you know what? in a very real sense, literally everything that is not about dealing with climate change is a distraction from climate change. We can see these big problems coming towards us. In fact, they are already happening. And we have so much to do if we're going to avoid fucking the world up to the point where it's uninhabitable by our children. And it's not even our grandchildren, right? Like little kids who are alive today, are going to be fucked unless we start to take this seriously. We basically have to reinvent the way that human beings live on the planet. And that's a big task, but I believe it is doable. Um, and it's also far more inspiring <laughs> to think about than just trying to stop the Donald and his cronies from ruining everything. I was in a pretty dark place yesterday, and um, I decided to watch a video of a talk given by Alex Steffen called The Heroic Future. Uh, Alex Steffen, I've mentioned him on the podcast before. He's a futurist and a sustainability consultant and a journalist who I've been following for a long time. And last fall, just before the election, he gave this three-night talk called The Heroic Future. And the video I watched is a a one-hour distillation of those three talks. Um, And I'll definitely put that link in uh, the show notes if you have an hour And um, you want to learn some stuff and also feel um, a little bit better, maybe, about where we are. It's a worthwhile watch. But anyway, um, in the video, he lays out the contours of the problems we're facing. And he starts to sketch out some solutions, too. He really breaks things down in a clear and understandable way, where you can see how all the pieces interlock. And it's not a doom and gloom type of message. It's more just a clear-eyed statement of this is where we are, here's how we got here, and here's what's coming and how we can change things. So he spent some time talking about how all the fossil fuels still left in the ground have been greatly overvalued in terms of how much money they're worth. Uh, This is something that he talks about uh, as he calls it the carbon bubble and it's, it's much like the housing bubble or the tech bubble, right? In that there's less actual value in those assets than we show in our economic systems, right? Um, in 2008, that's why we got in so much trouble with the housing market. All of these houses had overinflated prices that didn't match up to their actual worth. Same thing in the dot-com bubble. There were all of these companies that uh, had millions of dollars of valuation who, like, were making an like not a big deal, but they were treated like a big deal economically. So Stefan says that the same thing is going on with carbon right now. And that uh, the powers that be are trying to extract that money from these outdated systems before the market realizes that they're overvalued and crashes like it's done so many times before. He also discusses how climate change has been known as a thing by the scientific community since the middle of the 20th century. Um, It was, I think, in the 1950s that there was a bunch of memos going around between scientists about, hey, we're putting a lot of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Is that going to fuck with the climate? And um, at that same time, the oil and gas industry started to focus on undermining that science in the minds of the public. So this battle has been going on for a long time, scientists saying, hey, here's what's happening, and it's not good, and uh, people who are profiting off of fossil fuels spending millions and millions of dollars to make people skeptical about what the scientists are saying. So that's on the how we got here side. Uh, On the other side is this vision of what kind of world we could have a kind of world where prosperity and health and freedom are spread across all of humankind, and that all that happens in a way that works within the biosphere in which we live instead of destroying it. Um, There are tons of brilliant people working on this already. If only we can knit the solutions together and find the will to implement them. And um, this is something that Alex also talks about is that the fact, you know, people will say things like, oh, let's colonize Mars or uh, with the help of robots and technology, I'm going to live forever. And people respond to them like, wow, that dude's a visionary. But when you say we need to reinvent human culture to spread prosperity and peace and also work within the systems of the biosphere on planet Earth. People are like, dude, you're crazy. We could never do that. Um, and that cracks me up because it's so true, right? Like in my writing, I explore um, how people are conditioned to be less than what they could be. And I believe that this inability to envision a a clean, just, prosperous future right here on the planet where we evolved already to live, where we can already breathe the air and drink the water without terraforming and stuff like that, Um, the fact that we can't envision getting that to work is just a conditioned response that oil and gas men have spent a lot of money to engender within us. it's just like, you know, uh, advertisers spending a lot of money to get women to hate their bodies, right? Like, it's, it's not a fact that um, that, a, that a, a beautiful future is impossible on planet Earth. It's just what we've been taught to think. Uh, more accurately, it's what we've been conditioned to think. It's what people have spent a lot of money to make us believe. And we can choose to believe a different narrative of what's possible, In fact, we can choose to create a different narrative of what's possible. And um, Alex Steffen thinks that we're going to see a big tipping point in our willingness to do this very soon, he says, within the next 10 years or so, Um, because most of the people who don't believe in science um, and who aren't that fussed about climate change because they're not going to be alive when it happens, uh, they're old and they're going to die off. And most of us who do believe in science are younger. Uh, Generation X and all the younger generations all overwhelmingly believe that climate change is real and must be dealt with. Um, And that feeling that climate change is real and must be dealt with, it's not... um, (laughs) It's not a happy feeling, right? Like, it's fucking depressing as hell. And Alex talks about this as well. He has been doing this work for a long time. He's been talking about these issues for decades. And he says that he has spoken to thousands of people who are dying inside, living the way that we're living now, who want deeply to live in a different way and have no idea how to go about making that happen. And um, I'm totally one of those people, and I'm most likely you are too. There are so many of us who want these systems to change, and who even know that it's on us to change them, and yet we feel powerless. We don't know how. Um, so, knowing all of that, what, where do we go, right? What can we do? What do we need to think about and take on? And where can we? get hooked into it. Um, Stefan's new project is aimed at helping to answer those questions. Uh, And they're not easy questions, right? No one has a a, a to-do list of everything that we need to do, and then this problem will be solved. But... Um, he's at least starting to explore some ideas. He's doing what he's calling speculative journalism, which takes place in the near future, but is based in the facts and problems and possibilities of right now. Um, So he is trying to explore what a city committed to making these rapid and radical changes might look like. And it's not only about what kinds of technologies they might use to um, stop pumping carbon into the air, to protect protect species and all of the good things that we want to do for the biosphere. But um, it's also about what kind of culture might be created out of those kinds of activities. Because human culture, if you think about it, it's nothing more than the way we connect with each other over time, the knowledge we pass on, um, the languages that we share. it's, uh, It's the context of how we Communicate with each other. And um, as I have learned in many years of my career as a software developer, how people talk to each other always shows up in the solutions that we come up with, right? Uh, the culture that creates solutions is always reflected in the solution itself. So if you're on a team that's fractured and no one's talking to each other, then your system is going to be fractured and not very fluent in the way it communicates within itself. Um, By the same token, teams that are committed and that are united lead to much more coherent systems. So um, the way that I see this is you know, so long as the way that we relate to each other as human beings, so long as that's based on false hierarchies or discrimination and relentless exploitation, we will continue to see false hierarchy, discrimination, and relentless exploitation in the systems that we build. This is one of the interesting things when you start to talk about uh, sexism and racism and other discriminatory practices with people, Um, you know, Someone saying, I don't like women, isn't really the problem. The problem is that if enough people say, I don't like women or have uh, unconscious bias against women, then the systems that they build will also have deep biases against women. And it's the same with every other form of discrimination. So um, to me, the cultural problems are every bit as imperative as the technological problems. And if we can find ways of relating to each other that are based on uh, equality and justice and honesty, then uh, those values will also be baked into the systems that we create. And they must be, uh, because the exploitative model that we have now is not going to lead us to a, uh, a future that um, doesn't involve, you know, a 50-foot sea level rise. So... To me, solving climate change is not just about putting less carbon in the air. It's about reconfiguring our culture. It's about moving past racism and homophobia and transphobia and ableism. It's about empowering women and girls. It's about thinking about what everyone needs and to use the word everyone in its truest sense, right? Not to, not to mean, uh, oh, when I say everyone, I mean people like me. I really mean everyone. Uh, it's not just physical science. It's social science too. So on that social science side, to me, it's pretty clear what we need to do, though it is not easy, right? Um, but but what we need to do is expand the circle of who and what we give a shit about, right? Instead of just caring about ourselves and people who are like us, we need to widen that circle to include all human beings and even all life forms and the health of the living planet itself. On the physical science side, um, It's also not, uh, it's not 100% clear what we should do, but there is a a new paper that was recently published in the journal Science that sketches out a detailed timeline of what needs to happen in each decade of this century uh, in order to meet the requirements laid out in the Paris Accord, which are all about not increasing the temperature by more than two degrees Celsius. And um, I'll share it In the show notes, along with an article that summarizes the findings. Um, But the list of what needs to be done is pretty staggering. Uh, At the same time, I enjoy seeing it all laid out clearly, right? Um, It's like when you're feeling overwhelmed and you sit down and you get everything you do need to do out on paper. It's not that you have less to do, but somehow it helps to see it in black and white to um, see the breadth of the tasks and have some of the details sketched out. Um, so uh, I encourage you to check it out. Like I said, it is overwhelming, but it's good to know and also to realize that every moment we wait to get going on this in earnest, it only increases the risk for ourselves and our children. So um, all that being said what I want to talk about next is what we can do in the here and now to contribute to this kind of future that we want to see from the littlest circle of influence to the biggest. Um, First of all, we can work on ourselves, right, to move past the various forms of conditioning that we have received around gender, around race and disability, uh, transphobia, all the ways that we are taught to categorize and dismiss people Um, And we also need to move past this idea that the future can't be fixed. Um, And this one is especially important because as long as we keep believing this planet is totally fucked and it will only be saved by Jesus coming down on a horse or us going to another planet and perpetuating the same patterns there, um, as long as we believe all that, it'll continue to be true right? We need to really get ourselves to a place where we believe it's possible to make the kind of future that we want to see. That doesn't mean that we're going to get it, but we definitely won't get it if we don't at least take the first step of believing that we can do it. Uh, The next circle up is our localities, right? So we can pressure our local politicians to resist fracking, to resist pipelines. We can offer our support to people who are in the trenches resisting those things. We can support new political figures who embrace science. Uh, We can shine a light on emergent solutions that are working. We can invest in them. We can uh, educate our friends and colleagues about them. And we can learn about the environmental issues facing our particular communities and get involved in them. Uh, The next circles up from that, state, national, world governments, we can protest. Um, You know, 50 people showing up every Saturday probably doesn't have the same impact as millions of people all showing up worldwide like we did for the Women's March. Um, If we can somehow get an uh, environmental march of that scale, I think it could have a huge impact. And there are some plans for this already. Uh, we have the March for Science coming up later in April that I'm definitely going to take part in, and I hope that you will too. We can also continue to call our senators and representatives every day and insist that they resist the retrograde oil and gas regime that's in power right now. We can insist that they defend science. And if they are too, too weak to do this, we can vote their asses out. Um. Most of all, though, I think that we need to believe that this is possible. And from that belief, uh, the steps in front of us will appear. We need to be able to envision this just and equitable and clean running world. And we need to love it. We need to care for it. And we need to fight for it. Cynicism and despair are parts of our culture. I mean, shit, I am Generation X. They are a huge part of me. But the, they are not the tools that are going to help us. Uh, the tools that are going to help us are imagination, perseverance, and community. And you know what? When I think about the fact... Or when I think about the possibility that the next few years of our life as a country and as a world are going to be all about just fighting the Donald and his team of assholes just to keep the most basic protections of society in place, I want to lie on the couch and cry forever. But when I think instead about building a new culture from the ground up, where all people and creatures and the living earth itself are respected and embraced and accounted for, Well, that gives me the energy to get up off the couch and try to make that shit happen. So if you are like me and you're getting run down by the rinky dinkness of the political fights we're having right now, maybe try putting your eyes on a bigger prize. Try looking at this resistance, not just as a fight against the Donald and his team of douchebags, but a fight for the future. It might really help you. I know it really does me. So um, let me know what you're thinking about and how you're getting on. You can get me at, um, via email at belesscrazy at gmail.com or on my blog, belesscrazy.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, or share it with your friends if you like what you're hearing. And uh, most of all, I hope that you are taking good care of your beautiful self Stay strong.